Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, here we go. It's great to have you with us. Guido's Gridiron Blitz on the Landry Football Podcast Network. I'm Mike Guido. He's Matt Catarizzolo here on a Friday. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? We are, uh, I, you know what? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We're getting through the tropical storm here in New York. Um, so hopefully the internet doesn't crap out on us and we could still mm-hmm. stay alive for this whole thing. Um, but let those, uh, let that take care of itself before we get started today, because we do have a plenty, we do have plenty of stuff to go over today. Um, I do want to remind you that Guido's Gridiron Blitz is sponsored by American betting experts one of the largest licensed sports and casino vendors in the United States. What we've done is we've teamed together to provide special gaming offers to all Landry football followers and podcast listeners. So here's what you do. You go to our website, LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located in the upper right side of the page. You pick among the gaming sites that are legal in your state. It's BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, all of those. You sign up. And you instantly receive an account deposit match or a risk-free bet from $100 to $1,000. Let me repeat that. $100 to $1,000 in an account deposit match or a risk-free bet. It's that easy. Again, go to LandryFootball.com. That is LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad located on the upper right side of the page and get in on the action with a special offer from American Betting Experts. That is American Betting Experts. Uh, Okay, so uh, let's dive into this really, really quick because um, I think, uh, you know, to me, this is interesting because to some people it might not have been clear, but I think for me it was. So Derek Carr, who, uh, you know, we're, we're uncertain about his future in Las Vegas after this year. And I feel like it's like that every single year. Okay. We're uncertain. I'm, I'm, I feel like they shouldn't, there shouldn't be any uncertainty because I really like him. I think he's good. He's accurate. I think he's a good, I think he's a grown up. Derek Carr's a good quarterback. Yeah. I'd probably put him in the top 11 or 12 quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Um, but Derek Carr recently said from what I heard, I am not the guy that Tom Brady was referring to when Tom Brady said, wait, you're sticking with that guy? Are you kidding? And I believe him. I don't think Derek Carr was the guy that he was referring to. And to be honest with you, I think it's pretty clear who I think uh, uh, who Tom Brady was referring to. It's very serious. Okay. It's very clear to me. To me, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. It really, like, try to draw as many parallels and straight lines to this as you possibly can. Okay. Tom Brady coming from New England to Tampa. He didn't love the culture there. He didn't love, after 20 years, he got exhausted with Bill Belichick. So he goes to a place where he can party. Jimmy Garoppolo, when he was in New England with Tom Brady, not only made Tom Brady look pretty bad because Jimmy Garoppolo started winning games and we were all saying, hey, maybe the Patriots could just win with anybody. So not only was that part of it, but Bill Belichick wanted to dump Tom Brady for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he kind of somewhat had a decent reason because he was winning with Jimmy G. He was winning with Jimmy G. And then Jimmy G goes to San Francisco and goes to the Super Bowl. 
So I think there was good reason for that. Jimmy G then uh, continues. He goes to San Francisco. He leads them to a Super Bowl, but then he gets hurt. And now he's constantly hurt. The 49ers were not very good last year because they didn't have a quarterback. Nick Mullins was their guy, and, you know, you can't consistently win football games with Nick Mullins. Nobody can. So, judging by the fact that Tom Brady was almost replaced by Jimmy Garoppolo and San Francisco has been a place that Tom Brady has wanted to play in uh, in the past, of course he's saying about Jimmy G, wait, you're stick you're sticking with him. The guy always gets hurt. And it's proven that he isn't better than me. It's proven that he isn't better than me. And let's not forget that if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't overthrow Emmanuel Sanders, they're probably champions in <laughs> right. 2019 when they go. They probably beat the Chiefs if they yeah, connect Brady's, on that deep ball. Brady's probably thinking to himself, I make that throw. Even though I'm not really sure that that's true. I'm not sure if he does make that throw or he doesn't. But I'm pretty sure he's thinking to himself, I could win more games with, with, I mean, come on. You can't be serious. Right. So that's something I do understand. But I also need to figure this out as well. Before last year, okay, and people need to realize, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's roster is perfect. We understand the Tampa Bay's roster is absolutely flawless. They don't have a need. They don't have a need. Maybe they could use a running back or something, but for the most part, they are, they're perfect. Defensively, offensively, especially with weapons. And I mean, you can't get any better than what Tampa Bay has. So we understand that their roster is perfect, but before last season, Tom Brady had a terrible year in New England. He had a terrible year. So look at this through the San Francisco lens. If you're the 49ers from two years ago saying, okay, we could either go with the guy who just took us to the Super Bowl or some 43-year-old who is clearly on the downturn because of the bad year he had in New England the year prior. We could either go with Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady, the guy that Bill Belichick wanted to replace Tom Brady with. But Robert Kraft and Tom Brady themselves forced Jimmy G out of New England. we That's the decision we have to make. And truthfully, at the time, I would say San Francisco made a pretty good decision. Now, again, they're obviously not sticking with Jimmy G long term. They just drafted Trey Lance this year. He's going to be their quarterback of the future in the next year or two. That era is going to start. But going back, do you really think that it was a bad decision? I'm not sure it was. Because I'm still not convinced that if you don't give Tom Brady those crazy amounts of weapons, that Tom Brady gets as far as he did. The Tampa Bay roster is far and away better than the San Francisco roster. Now, I will say this. San Francisco's offensive personnel is very similar to what Brady has had historically in New England. Okay, these little slot receivers that are fast and, you know, can create space in the middle of the field and everything like that. They had a crazy good tight end primarily built on running the football. That's the kind of open space, quick release sort of offense that Kyle Shanahan likes to run and that Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick have run in New England. Tom Brady, I think, would have been very comfortable in that offense. But it's not Tampa Bay. It's not Mike Evans. It's not Chris Godwin. It's not Gronk. It's not Antonio Brown. It's not that offensive line. This The ridiculousness of what Tampa Bay's roster is. So I don't know if he would have had the same success. And we never will know because it's all just speculative. It's all just out there in the ether. They're just ideas. They're not even thoughts. There's they're not there's not there's no hardcore fact there. It is just opinion. That's it. That is all that is within this. So to me, Matt, it's pretty clear. I think Jimmy G was the guy that Tom Brady was talking about. And to be honest, I think the story should probably drop right about there. Because to me, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. 
And just to provide like a little bit of context for listeners that may not have heard this particular soundbite from Brady. So this is all from Tom Brady's appearance on the shop, which is LeBron James's HBO show, where it's pretty much like a roundtable discussion with different people. It's it's really it's fascinating. I personally love it. It's very interesting. Right. It's 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 LeBron and Maverick Carter. Yeah, and it's just open dialogue about, and it's very honest. Like it's it's very interesting conversations between people. It's actors, you know, artists, athletes, bunch of people from different walks yeah. of life. It's fascinating. Yeah. So Tom Brady was on it two weeks ago today, and one of the topics that was discussed obviously was his twenty twenty nine post twenty nineteen free agency. So the short list for teams that were going out and courting Brady in free agency. The short list was the Bears, the Chargers, the Raiders, the Rams, the Saints, the Titans, and the 49ers. And it wasn't revealed until later that the Buccaneers were also in the mix. Now, this particular soundbite where Tom Brady says, quote, I'm sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that expletive? Are you serious? That's referring to a team that pulled themselves out of the race to stick with their current starter. Now, that team was never named. Um, obviously, he's not going to say, like, yeah, it was the 49ers that pulled out. And he's not going to do that, obviously. Right, but one, right. one of the teams pulled out of the race to remain with their current starter. Now, there are some clues that may reveal the identity of this Team X. So the brief segment with that uh, soundbite concludes with Brady saying that uh, – the team X could potentially be Chicago or Las Vegas, given that neither of the teams in 2019 made the playoffs. So San Francisco and LA both and chargers play. And I, I'm sorry, me and the Rams have made the previous two Super Bowls, and Tennessee was coming off an AFC title game. So that's three teams that are eliminated right there. So when you look at it that way, there's a bunch of stuff you can piece together but it's not exactly like a writing on the wall situation where he comes out and says that and everyone automatically connects. You know, it's all speculative, but I do agree that the most likely name he was referring to would in fact have been Jimmy Garoppolo. See, but here's the thing. It's do, interesting. I, do you really think though that Tom Brady was going to go play for the Bears? Like uh, I mean, like, did you, you but did it, you think about the Bucks also? And I remember reading that and thinking well, it came out of nowhere. Well, I think him at the time, no, but I, I think now hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So we can look back on this now and say, okay, t- since he went to Tampa Bay, we can list a couple of the things that Tom Brady possibly could have wanted out of a destination in his free agency, right? So he would have wanted a team that is loaded with weapons, uh, a team that has a very easygoing culture, player uh a player-friendly coach, guys like Bruce Arians, right? Maybe a place that isn't cold all year long, right, in in Boston, Massachusetts. So he Mm -hmm. goes to Tampa Bay where the weather's nice and warm, okay? He even talked about that on the shop. He was saying, listen, I'm used to, when we're done playing, we go to the parade in New England, we're all freezing our butts off, and it's not even fun because we're all just trying to stay warm. Now he's getting drunk on the boat, and he tosses, like, He's having the weather's warm. He can wear a t-shirt. He's got his Ray-Bans. He's got like all of that stuff. Okay. So I think you could piece together a couple of clues there. Okay. If we're trying to play detective or whatever, we're all trying to play Sherlock, but, um, but we could piece together some clues of where he wanted to go. Chicago's a cold weather, cold weather city. There is no way he was going to go to Chicago. And again, Chicago is the exact opposite of Tampa. They don't have very many good weapons. Their coach might be out the door next year and it's freezing in Chicago. So I don't think Chicago would have been an option. Okay. A place like the Raiders could have been absolutely, but would he have wanted to play for John Gruden? Would he have wanted to like, I don't know. And again, apparently John Gruden really likes Derek Carr. So there is that possibility that it could have been Derek Carr, right? There was right. a report a couple of weeks ago that said that the quarterback that he wasn't referring to was Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky was not the guy that he was talking about. Again, you want to talk about weapons, coaching, easygoing, you know, a, a fun offense to play in, warm weather, 
you know, I mean, San Francisco isn't Los Angeles as far as weather, but it's nicer. You know, like the Bay Area is nice. So I think it's Jimmy G. And again, the connection between Tom Brady and Jimmy G from their prior history makes it make even more sense. Does does that mean like because what else would it have meant? Like, the, do you think he would have gone to the Rams? Like maybe he's talking about Jared Goff or something like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not there's there's too many dots to connect between Garoppolo and Brady that it would be the obvious assumption. I don't know why it was automatically Derek Carr. I was seeing Derek Carr everywhere. Everyone was drawing that conclusion that it was Carr, but I I don't know why it would be. You know, you said it yourself. Mean- I, I I agree with Derek Carr. I think he's a I think he's a more than capable quarterback. I think he's solid. I think he's better than a lot of quarterbacks that are starting right now. So I don't know why he would catch slander from Tom Brady. I, I don't, I don't understand, but I, mean, I, I, I don't like you so. just, like you just said, right. And on all the puzzle pieces all kind of come together. Okay. Jimmy, there's questions about Jimmy G. Obviously we know that Jimmy G's future in San Francisco is limited because of Trey Lance. So right. we know that that's going on. We know Tom Brady's history with Jimmy G. We understand the weather thing. We understand weapons. We understand Bay area. We, like, it just kind of comes to, like, it makes sense. San Francisco feels like it would have been it. And keep in mind, don't don't think that Tom Brady, and or, or at least when he was with the Patriots, they didn't have, you know, some sort of rumblings around the building with San Francisco because it seemed like San Francisco and New England did always have open dialogues in the offseason and everything like that. So, it wouldn't surprise me if there was some familiarity there. So I don't know. Interesting thing. Okay. So what are we, uh, what is this thing that you're doing now? We're, we're, uh, well, it's not really a game. It's, it's not a game. It's no, an exercise. No, it's not a game. It's, it's, it's another one of our fun, you know, cerebral exercises, brain so I, activities. Yeah. So it's, it's something to get the, the old juices flowing us to use our, <laughs> our sort of creative juices here. So, I saw this on Twitter and it really got me thinking uh, mm. this would be a great segment. So what you and I are going to do right now, whether you like it or not, we're going to go through every single NFL team, all 32 NFL teams, okay. and you and me are going to say who we predict to be their most valuable, most important player for 2021. Now, this can include rookies, and if you want to get really spicy, we can include coaching staff members. We can include anything yeah. we want. Yeah, we can include anything you want. I I will tell you this: I am going to do my very best to avoid uh, saying quarterbacks in situations where it's not like glaringly obvious. So outside yeah. outside of like Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, those guys, like I'm going to do my best to not say a quarterback because that's the obvious answer. Right. The most important is the quarterback of the team, but I'm going to do my best not to say that answer. And it's one player, right? It can't be like a group. It can't no, be. No, it's going to be one, one player. player. It's going to be one it could also be a coach. It could also be like all it of those be, things. Yeah. One player, offense, defense, doesn't matter. The single most important person to that team on that team on either side of the ball. Gotcha. So you'll give one. I'll give one. We'll go through each one. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. With me. Let's go. Epic. All right, so we're gonna start in the N- We're gonna start in the NFC. Let's go alphabetical order. So let's go with the Arizona Cardinals. Next season, who's your most important player? Most important player for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, because I'm gonna do my best to try to avoid quarterback too, because it's boring. Know, it, right. It, it, it could just be because quarterback's the most valuable position in sports. We could just you know run through all 32 and say, oh well, if they play like garbage, then Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and avoid that, okay? I'm going to keep it record also so we don't forget. All right. Um, for the Cardinals, I think, because obviously Kyler Murray is going to be valuable, but I actually think their most valuable player, if they want to have a lot of success, their most valuable player will be one of, okay, am I allowed to do this? Am I allowed to go like like e- either this guy or this guy? Because I don't really know who's going to sure. start Sure. It'll be either Chase Edmonds or James Conner, whoever's going to be starting at running back for them. If they okay. don't have some semblance of a running game and that offense becomes one dimensional, 
then the Cardinals are going to be in trouble next year, especially uh, in that division. So uh, there's no question in my mind that Kyler Murray is going to perform. He's got weapons up the wazoo. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, guys like Andy Isabella. Uh, I mean, they're loaded with weapons on the offensive side, and they have an offensive-minded head coach, and their offensive line has actually turned out to be pretty good. But they lose Kenyon Drake in free agency. They do not have a bona fide bell cow running back. If they can have some sort of a running game, they're going to be uh, they're going to be really good next year. Again, they're one of my favorites to go to the Super Bowl. I think Arizona is going to be really good next year. Um, but I'm going to say it's either because again, I don't know who's going to start. It'll be either Chase Edmonds or James Conner. Okay. So I went in a different direction here. I'm actually going to say kind of a hot one. I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons, and I'll tell you why. So, Ooh, wow. they, so they lose Patrick Peterson, right? He signs with the Vikings. So yeah. they had Chandler Jones out for all of last year. They bring in J.J. Watt to kind of supplement that pass rush. They also lose Hassan Reddick. He's in Carolina now. They still have Buda Baker on the back end in the secondary, who is phenomenal. He's a top five safety in the league. Right. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons's strengths were supposed to be his abilities in coverage, his ability to be an off-ball linebacker, but he can also do a lot of other things that fit the kind of box Mike role that he was supposed to fill. He didn't yeah. play many games last year. I think he played like seven or eight. So he did not have a good rookie year. Now, I think that this year, Kingsbury and the coach staff are going to kind of really tap into his potential and utilize his skill set a lot more to where he can take on sort of a captain role in the defense. Now, I think he, he can, listen, he can learn a lot from J.J. Watt, who's a phenomenal veteran who's going to be maybe stepping into sort of a mentorship role. Again, Chandler Jones will be coming back, so he'll have a lot of help on the defensive unit. He won't necessarily have to get all the pressure immediately of saying, okay, listen, we took you whatever it was, eighth overall, eighth, ninth overall you better start playing like it, right? I don't think they're going to put him under that sort of pressure immediately, but I can see him making a huge impact. And if he plays like the player that we saw in Clemson, that defense is going to be scary. So I think Simmons is, is poised, I think Simmons is poised to have a very good year. I agree. And and there's a there's a little extra part to this too. Arizona now at linebacker, they have two very versatile guys at the linebacker position that can do multiple things with Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, who they drafted in the first round this past year. So they have a lot of guys. They have, they have a lot of different things that they can do with that group. Okay. So there we go. That's Arizona. All righty. So moving on, got the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, this is tough. Uh, I don't think they're going to be very good this year because again, that defense is going to be awful. Putrid. Yep. Um, but any chance that they have for success this year, I think, is going to be reliant on Arthur Smith. Okay. Uh, it, they need to explode offensively if they want to have any success because we know their defense is going to be bad. Okay. I think it could be Cowboy Seahawk bad, la you know, from last year. But it, because look, they don't have any pass rushers. D Grady Jarrett is their best defensive player. They still have Dion Jones, who's a solid linebacker, but outside of that, they're working with nothing. They drafted Kyle Pitts mm -hmm. in the first round this year. So adding more to that offense, if they're going to do something, Arthur Smith is an offensive minded coach. He has a top 10 quarterback, still Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts. They don't have much of a, uh, much of a running game, but if they can, if they can produce offense on a week-to-week -week basis, they can at least be competitive. I'm going to say Arthur Smith. Okay. Now, I I agree. I think Arthur Smith was a great hire. He's one of my favorite head coaching hires of the past offseason. But I'm actually going to go with Calvin Ridley here. So I, we, you and I have talked, you know, till the cows come home about Kyle Pitts. And he's going to be phenomenal. And I think him coming into the NFL with a proven uh, leader like Matt Ryan, someone who's experienced, is going to be nothing but great for him. But now – Julio Jones is out the door, okay? He's in Tennessee. Calvin Ridley's ready to take that wide receiver one spot. And let's be honest. You have Pitts, Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and who else? You mean Olamade Zacchaeus? I mean, he, uh, Calvin, Ridley, <laughs> Calvin Ridley is going to be eating targets. He's going to see 17 targets a game. Yeah, he's going to see a lot. So he's going to be – I see Calvin Ridley as a very high-volume – high receptions, high receiving yards guy for this year. I, I'm I'm buying high on Calvin Ridley this year. So I think he's going to be 
him and Pitts, I think is going to be a really nice tandem to move forward with to kind of, as you know, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta moves into more of a rebuilding mode to prepare for life without Matt Ryan. I think this is a great tandem to do it with, but I love, I loved Ridley in the wide receiver two role when Julio was still there. So I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I, I don't think Calvin Ridley's bad too. Also another note on Kyle Pitts is that rookie tight ends usually do not produce in in big numbers in their rookie year. They usually never do. Mm. So Kyle Pitts is special. So that could change a little bit. Um, but I wouldn't expect Kyle Pitts to be a 1000 yard. Like, I don't think he's going to be Darren Waller in his first year. Right. You know, he'll, I mean, there's a possibility that Kyle Pitts catches for 600 yards this year and that's all you see from him. Mm. So, um, I like that though. Calvin Ridley is a good one. All, all right. right. Moving on, going to the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold. Uh, this is uh, this is. I'm sorry. This is one of those where I got to use the quarterback. Uh, Sam Darnold is so clearly the answer here, because um, I think, you know, as far as their defense goes, I, I think it is going to improve progressively as their rook as their young guys gain more experience. Right, guys like Brian Burns and Derek Brown and Yeter Gross Matos and. Uh, you know, guys like Jeremy Chin and J.C. Horn, guys that the, these young guys. I mean, they're they're really trying to put together a really solid young defense that can grow together. Um, so that is going to speak for itself as as um, as time goes on. But everything relies on Sam Darnold at this point. If they don't have an offense for Sam Darnold, then they don't have a quarterback. Okay, Sam Darnold realistically has like one year to make it work in Carolina, and if he doesn't, he's a backup his whole career. So right. that's just it. Yeah, I, I, they're going to have Christian McCaffrey back healthy. They have the weapons there for him. The offensive line is not bad. It, Sam Darnold needs to succeed this year in Carolina. It's him. Yeah, uh, listen, this is one of the, I, there's going to be a few where we have the same answer. This is one of them for me. I was I was waiting to see. I remember when when you know pre draft we would always this was a hot topic is where Darnold's going to land. Like what team is going to actually give Darnold the chance? And I'm I'm very glad it's Carolina because you have Rule, you have Brady, you have good weapons. I think Darnold can I think Darnold can flourish in this situation. And I really hope he does because you and I have been rooting for him for a very long time. So right, we'll see, we'll see if it's if it's you know a good fit. I think it is. I hope it is. He's All right. uniting with Robbie Anderson. I mean, that could really work. Yeah, it really could. And DJ Moore has very, you know, Jamison Crowder ish type tendencies. And he was a big friend of Sam Darnold when he was with the Jets. So, you know, it, it, the situation is made very good for him. And, and Christian yeah. McCaffrey, I think, is a way better version of what Le'Veon Bell was. So, right. I am. I. Sam, there's there are no excuses for why Sam Darnold shouldn't work in Carolina. Right. Okay. Chicago Bears. <sighs> um. You know this one's tough because I don't really want to say Justin Fields because I'm not sure when he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to say their mo- their most valuable their best player on both sides of the ball is Khalil Mack. Yeah. But I don't think he's their most valuable because he's one defensive player. Um, I'm going to say most value. I'm going to go in the coach department again. I'm going to go Matt Nagy because, again, they're going to have to work with some really creative play calling. And not only that, but quarterback development. Whenever they decide to put Justin Fields in the game, he's got to be ready to go. And they he needs to be put in a system where he can thrive without too much pressure or complication or anything like that. So I'm going to say Matt Nagy here. I think he's a great offensive play caller. To be honest, I don't, I don't think he should be on the hot seat because I really do think that he's a really good creative offensive mind. So I'm going to say Matt Nagy here. Um, Yeah. If Justin Fields can find a way to have success on the field, Matt Nagy is going to be a big part of that. I'm going to say him. Matt Nagy was my answer too, because you're right. They're going to have to deal with a lot of difficult decisions, right? So not only are they going to have to face the dilemma of playing fields when he's ready, right? So Matt Nagy might uh, feel pressure from Ryan Pace. He might feel pressure from the fan base, you know, obviously because they're going to throw Andy Dalton out there. And, you know, how long is that going to fly before they start losing games? 
How long, you know, what if they go 0 and 5 and people are clamoring, you know, put in fields, let, let, like, let Justin Fields play, but he's still not ready, right? That's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure that Matt Nagy is going to have to face and ultimately is going to lead to a really difficult decision. And it might not be the right one. So, there's a lot of difficult things that Matt Nagy. I don't envy his position at all. It's a very tough one to be in. So I agree. I do think that it really is kind of all on his shoulders to kind of you know get this team back into contention, especially in a division that could potentially not see Aaron Rodgers this year. So the division could potentially be wide open. Right. So you know we'll see what happens. All right, you ready, Dallas yeah. Cow- Dallas Cowboys? All right, here we go. Dan Quinn. That's a good answer. Um, in order for Dallas to get better, this defense has to get better. I have no issue with what they're going to do offensively. They're going to score a bunch of points. If Dak Prescott is healthy all year, they're going to score a bunch of points. Okay. That wide receiver core, Ezekiel Elliott, the offensive line, all of that, that offense is ready to go. Period. Defensively, they got screwed in the draft because. You know, <laughs> J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan got taken uh, with the two picks right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they were pretty angry about that. But they get Micah Parsons, who, again, a lot of people were saying pound for pound is the best defensive player in the whole draft. So, again, we're going to see what happens there. If Dan Quinn can fix whatever schematic attitude, whatever problems went on in that defense last year, if he could fix those things, then I think Dallas could be really, really good next year. And again, I think you and I both agree. The talent on Dallas's defense is not necessarily an issue. They have good players. They just, they haven't been able to put it all together yet. So I'm going to say Dan Quinn. Okay. I actually was going to roll with Parsons only because, listen, linebacker was one of their bright spots in terms of like, you know, you had name value. Vander Esch is kind and of Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. Yeah. The verdict's still kind of out on Vander Esch. I'm not really sure where people are with him. I'm not really sure how I feel about him either. I mean, he was great as a rookie, but he's sort of regressed since then. Jalen Smith, I think is still a great linebacker. So if you put Parsons in the middle, is that really kind of a plug and play thing where the defense automatically upgrades? Maybe not, yeah. but maybe yes. So maybe, but I'm saying it's, if, Michael Parsons pans out and he turns out to be great, then their defense automatically upgrades. It's automatically better because if I, me personally, if I needed to have one position on the defensive side of the ball to be elite or have one elite player, it's middle linebacker. That's what I'm picking. You, you want that captain, that, that rock in the middle of your defense. We've seen it impact defenses like Tampa Bay, like Indianapolis, like Seattle for the past decade. So Having that linebacker, that voice, that force in the middle is imperative. And I think if Parsons is like that, Dallas's defense goes from here all the way to the top, potentially. So I'm going to say Parsons. I don't know. I think I'd take Aaron Donald, but that's just me. Well, you said I, I said position. I said I, I said position, not player. <laughs> Obviously, I'd pick Aaron Donald. But if, if you want to go down that road, I'm definitely not picking interior defensive linemen. Unless it's Aaron Donald. I would maybe make the argument for taking a pass rusher, but that's just, you know, again, middle linebacker is having having a captain of a defense that can roam the middle of the field is important, period. Need that. Okay. I said we're sticking with the NFC, so we're going Green Bay Packers. This is a tough one. Probably the toughest. Aaron Rodgers, truthfully. Uh, it, it's not just because of the, the, the Jordan Love whatever – situation it's not just an on the field thing is Aaron Rodgers going to play like if Aaron Rodgers plays the division is theirs yeah if he doesn't play then I I can't see them any higher than like third place Mm -hmm. that's it It, uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah listen he's their most important player whether he plays or not like if he does if he does play he's he's quite obviously their most important player he was the most valuable player of the entire league last year right and if he doesn't play that alters the entire trajectory of their team, right? We don't know if Devontae Adams will stay if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. And so if he doesn't, maybe he's gone too, right? right? So there's like Aaron Rodgers is – the future of green of the Green Bay Packers franchise is so in the hands of Aaron Rodgers that people aren't even discussing the magnitude of the reality of him possibly not playing there next year and, right. you know, maybe ever again. So it's scary, so it's Aaron Rodgers, point blank. All righty. 
The Los Angeles Rams. The Rams. I mean, I'm really trying to not make this quarterback, quarterback, it's quarterback. Hard. That's, that's why it's really why, hard. But that's truth, why it's a fun thing. That's why it's truth, a fun thing. Truthfully, it's Matt Stafford. Like, like th- that's the thing is you traded Jared Goff for Matt Stafford. You think he's an upgrade at quarterback. Now you got to make him the upgrade at quarterback. Is Matt, Matthew Stafford needs to live up to the hype of Detroit was weighing me down. And now that I'm in a good situation with receivers and Sean McVay and Aaron Donald on defense and Jalen Ramsey and guys like that, now I can succeed. It's, it's entirely to me on Matt Stafford. I agree with all those points. Boring. I get it because like you I, can say Aaron Donald or something like that, but no, it's, yeah, it's listen, Stafford. I, you can say, you can say Aaron Donald. I understand that also, but Matt Stafford, you make a good case for, I'm saying Sean McVay because in my opinion, Matt Stafford in Detroit was coached by, you know, Jim Caldwell and, and, and Matt Patricia. And like these guys were not even in the same conversation as Sean McVay has in Sean McVay's short tenure in the NFL so far. Yes. So Sean McVay in just three, four years of coaching in the NFL has already cemented himself as a top three head coach in the league. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Uh, three, four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just a Belichick, Andy Reed, Shanahan, McVay, put him in whatever order you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a top, he's at the very least a top five coach in, in, in the NFL. So if he, he's the reason why the Rams are contenders every year. Okay, if he went, he took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl, and then we've seen everything that's happened within a very competitive division. This is going to be a super hard. The NFC West is going to be very tough this year. Yeah, okay? like three out of the four teams upgraded, and at the quarterback, and at the quarterback position, right? Seattle's the only one that's kind of stayed plateaued. Okay, Arizona, Arizona improved. Uh, San Francisco improved. We're we're seeing a lot of things happening within this division. It's all it, Sean McVay's leadership of this team depend I'm sorry the direction that this team goes is almost entirely dependent on Sean McVay's leadership in my opinion so okay. Stafford's performance can only take them so far I think McVay is the key to everything okay all righty the Minnesota Vikings uh you know I have I, a weird I, I have a weird I have a weird one for this one yeah I bet you do um <sighs> I'm going to say Justin Jefferson because I look, I, I think Dalvin cook's going to do his thing. I think Kirk cousins is what he is. Uh, I think Adam Thielen is what he is and he'll, he'll do whatever he can. Justin Jefferson really needs to repeat what he did in his rookie year. Like he needs to stay at that level because a lot of guys, they break out their rookie year and then they, you know, either progressively go down or they take one big dip in their sophomore year. Justin Jefferson needs to stay hot. He was a 1,400-yard receiver last year. He needs to stay that way. I'm going to say Justin Jefferson. I'm saying Dalvin Cook. And the reason why... That's not because, No, but I feel like it's weird because when you bring up the top backs in, in the league, you, you say the same four or five names. Like Henry, Kamara, Chubb, McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke. I feel like Cook always kind of gets put on the back burner, but I think he proved this year that he absolutely is in the conversation for the best running back in the NFL. And when he's healthy and when he's in that backfield, that's an offense that can revolve around Dalvin cook. And when you take guys like Jefferson and Thielen on the outside, those are guys that take attention away from Dalvin cook, who is a guy that commands the attention of an entire defensive unit. So you're right. Having a stud like Jefferson makes life easier for Dalvin cook. Having a stud like Jefferson takes the pressure off Kirk cousins, but Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, is one of the better safety net running backs in the NFL. It's like it's it's just like having Kamara. It's just like having McCaffrey. You know, elusive, agile, quick, can catch the ball, strong, really productive running backs, and that's what I think Dalvin Cook embodies. So the yeah. Minnesota offense with him there is much different than him without. Yeah, I think Dalvin Cook is is without a doubt top three in the league as far as backs go. Yeah. It's probably the top three are probably Henry, him and Christian McCaffrey. Like those, those are the three best running backs in the whole, in the whole league. All right. Um, okay. Go ahead. 
New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I mean, they're going to regress. Uh, but I'm gonna say I, I am gonna say. Pro, I, I will say Jameis Winston. I, I mean, if if Jameis Winston has learned anything from Sean Payton, then they should at least be okay, right? Jameis Winston was a number one overall pick for a reason. He has the talent. If he can cut down on the turnovers and still keep that same level of production that he did in Tampa Bay, again, minus the turnovers, then Jameis Winston could actually, I think, elevate that offense to what it was last year with Drew Brees. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas, and here's why. 2019, Michael Thomas broke the single-season receptions record. Now, this guy is someone who catches everything. And if you want to make sure that Jameis Winston is as productive as he can possibly be, and more importantly, as efficient as he possibly can be, you need Michael Thomas to return to that 2019 form. You need to stay healthy and stay on the field. There was no, No one's ever questioned Jameis Winston's ability to produce numbers, right? He's always been a, he's right. he's been a, he's always been a stat patter, right? Those haven't always necessarily translated into wins, but he's you know he's been that four hundred yard, four touchdown a game guy, right? You go in thirty six for fifty, right? If he has as long as he has, I think a wide receiver one like Thomas and a reliable guy in the backfield like Kamara, I think Jameis Winston can be just fine, especially with Sean Payton. So I'm going to say if Michael Thomas returns to form, that's going to put that offense back to where it was. Yeah. All righty. New York Giants. <laughs> um, I am going to say Saquon Barkley because okay. uh, it, really, it, if Saquon Barkley is healthy, he's a top five back in the league. Uh, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind he's a top five back in the league when he's healthy. Um, the other part of it is though is that this is Daniel Jones's last year. Okay, this is the last chance he has to prove that he's the guy. Okay, to prove that he's worth another contract. So Saquon Barkley being healthy is very important to that because not only does it provide some semblance of a running game, it provides another weapon out of the backfield that Daniel Jones can use as a safety net. Okay, they added Kenny Galladay. You're adding more weapons to that offense. I think it's Saquon Barkley. I was going to say Saquon Barkley until I realized that it is – Without a doubt, no, n- nothing can dispute this. It's Daniel Jones. Everything of the Giants' 2021 season is predicated on Daniel Jones taking that Josh Allen-like next step in his third yes. year. So you're right. They got him Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph. They drafted Kadarius Toney. They're having Barkley coming back. They'll have Solder coming back from the opt-out. We don't know what kind of role he's going to come back on, but it'll be someone there to kind of maybe fill in a swing role at, at left tackle. The offensive line is younger. I, the offensive line is young, but it's a year older. It's another year of experience. Daniel Jones, this is his last chance. And yep. furthermore, if he does take that Josh Allen type leap, the Giants are a playoff team. Make no mistake, because yep. they will. Mark my words. They will have a top eight defense this year. Yep. Bet on it. They will have a top eight. Finally, they drafted Aziz Ojolari. They'll have a great. They'll finally have some semblance of a pass rush. They locked down the, the the Leonard Williams contract. They have guys like Bradbury and Ryan coming back. They'll have Xavier McKinney back healthy next year. Daniel Jones taking this leap is imperative for the Giants' success. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I that's, that's the thing is Daniel Jones was too easy for me, so I I went I went. I, I haven't been doing quarterbacks that many, so I, I was saving that for that one. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Philadelphia Eagles. <sighs> Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's just so you're bad at this. Well, how many quarterbacks have I said? Honestly, how many teams have we done? How many quarterbacks have I said? Uh, you've said one, two, three, four. This is your fifth out of like. That's not good. <laughs> Ten. So you said, half of them you said quarterbacks. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you expect? I mean, look, here's the deal. The Eagles, I think, are going to be atrocious. I don't think Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. It's up to him to prove me wrong. That's mm-hmm. why. That's why. Like, that's my reasoning. Is if Jalen Hurts is good, they'll be they'll be okay. If he sucks, then they're going to be the worst. They're going to be either the worst or the second worst team in football this year. Okay. So there we go. Jalen Hurts. 
I'm saying it's Devontae Smith. Traded up to get him, needed a number one wide receiver. You got one. So I'm saying it's Devontae Smith because he will automatically he will impact the production of Hertz, which will then impact the success of the team. So I'm See, saying that's, that's my Barkley reasoning right there for Daniel Jones. See, that's it's tough, man. It's either we're picking it, here's the thing. We're either picking the quarterback or we're picking somebody that impacts the quarterback. <laughs> the quarterback's the most important thing. Whatever. We need to keep going. That's right. All right. 49ers. Uh, I actually think this one's pretty interesting. I am going to say Nick Bosa. I knew you were going to say that because that's my answer too. Because look, their offense, I think, is going to be similar to what it was two years ago if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Quick release out of the pocket. Uh, it's going to be primarily focused on the run. I, I think you're you know what you're getting out of San Francisco's offense. If Nick Bosa is healthy, that defense is next level. It is. That's a great defense when Nick Bosa is healthy. So I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. Okay. Yeah, me too. For the same reasons. Seattle Seahawks. Are we both gonna? Are, are uh, let me let me ask you this. Are you not going to say Russell Wilson? Because I'm saying him. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Russell Wilson. Just because. Okay. Again, then you know. Then you know what? We can just we can just move on. We could just move on there. Well, he carries the whole team on his back. That's the thing. Exactly. It's not, there's no explanation needed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. Because, I'm not, again. Nope. I'm not doing it. You, Tom Brady's not your guy? Nope. So, that's interesting. Because, to me, again, Tom Brady, if, if he stays at the level and continues not to regress – then they're going to be dominant next year. But if he does regress, then they're not going to be as good. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brady. I'm saying Devin white. Hmm. Cause I think right. Devin white, because I think Devin white is to the, uh, is to the defense what Brady is to the offense. And we saw it in the super bowl. You don't think it's Levante David. Uh, you see, I think it's, I thought it was kind of a coin flip. I just, I like Devin White a little bit. He's a younger, a little more, he's younger, a little bit more explosive. I think Dev, I'm taking Devin White. But if you said Levante David, you could say that you could list the same reasons. It's a great saw, problem to have. It's I know, great right? Yeah, exactly. But we saw it in the Super Bowl. They got pressure and took advantage of a weaker offensive line and bullied the best quarterback in the NFL. So, yeah. I'm I'm taking Devin White because I think that he him along with that linebacking him and Levante David. So I guess you could say both of them, but I'm gonna, I'm just going to go with White. We're the we're a main reason why they won that Super Bowl. All okay. right, rounding out the NFC, the Washington Football Team. Uh, this this is tough because I I think it can go one of two directions. I am going to go with Antonio Gibson. Um, okay, because that. This offense is going to need to control time of possession in order to stay competitive in games. They don't have a quarterback. I don't believe in Fitzpatrick. I just I think he'll be good for the first three weeks of the season. Then I'll come back to uh, come back down to earth. Um, and again, it, it has less to do with what the air attack does. Their defense is going to be fine if they can control time of possession. Then they could just start winning games. You know, seventeen ten because you know. They're not scoring any points, but they're not giving uh, they're not giving up any. So I'm going to say Antonio Gibson. Uh, okay, I'm saying Chase Young because I think this year he could make a legitimate case that he's the best pass rusher in football. I know you love him. He's so good. I do. You love Chase Young, and it breaks your heart every day. It, that he's not. Know, it's such a weird type of love. It's just it's it's like love and. What did you get instead that year? It was 2020, so Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, that's right. That's right, Andrew Thomas. You know, a generational pass rusher, somebody who could be a solid left tackle some, yeah. someday. Someday. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, we're moving on. Right. Uh, we move through the AFC because we got about yeah. 12 minutes left in this whole show. Baltimore. Right, like 11. Baltimore. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Oh wow, good one. Okay, I'm. Act, I'm Shot Bateman. They need to have. They need to implement a passing game in that offense in order to stay competitive. It can't just be Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I'm gonna say Rashad Bateman. Wow, I'm, I'm stealing that. I'm gonna say Rashad Bateman too. Okay, uh, <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, Stephon Diggs. 
if he stays consistent and that's going to make Josh Allen's life a lot easier. Uh, you could also make the argument though for Devin Singletary or Zach Moss because yeah. they need to run a game too. I'm actually going to go with Tremaine Edmonds. Okay. Captain of the defense. I like that. Captain of the defense. Young dude. Kind of had some doubts. He's sick, though. Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds is awesome. He is. I lost my place. Okay. Uh, uh, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, if he's healthy and he elevates himself from last year, again, he played such a big role for them last year. They asked him to do a lot. So Lost A.J. Green. Yeah. I think it's Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase has an argument, too, though. That's true. This was one of the tougher ones. Uh, This is one of the harder ones, and I'm very interested to see your answer. Uh, The Cleveland Browns. Uh, You're going to – you know, I'm going to give kind of a a very unorthodox answer, but it's not for – it's going to be for the reason, not necessarily the player. I'm going to say OBJ because it entirely depends on his health. I think if OBJ doesn't play – the ba- the Browns will be better. Ooh, interesting. And if he get, and, or if he gets traded, I think he gets. Uh, I think they'll be better. I think it's Odell mm-hmm. Beckham. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Wyatt Teller. They had a tremendous upgrade uh, for their offensive line once they got guys like Conklin and uh, Jedrick Wills. But Wyatt Teller has been their best offensive lineman, and as long as he stays healthy, that's going to make. Baker's life much easier, and then make it is stellar, right? And stellar. Wyatt Teller, Wyatt Teller is the best one, so I'm going with Wyatt Teller. Okay, the Denver Broncos. Well, they don't they don't have a quarterback. Um, no, they do. No, they do not. So this, I mean, this is kind of tough. Um, as of right now, as of right now, I'll say Drew Locke because if he wins the job and he turns something on, then they're going to be solid. But if he doesn't, and they're rolling with Teddy Bridgewater, then they're not a playoff team. I'm going with Bradley Chubb. Coming back from injury, bolsters that off, bolsters that pass rushing unit. We don't know how much longer Von Miller is going to be playing. Right. So I'm I'm going to say Bradley Chubb. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, Houston Texans. Is there I- one? I don't know if there is one. Well, it's not Deshaun Watson because he's not going to play for them at yeah, ever again. Let's not. Yeah, let's avoid that. Is is there a most valuable player for them? I, I mean, probably not. It's uh, Mark Ingram. I I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I don't know. Jeremy Tunsil. I'm know, gonna write. I'm gonna write. I'm know. gonna write. I'm gonna write pass. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass. I don't know if they win a game. Maybe I not. Know. I don't yeah. know if they win a game. Maybe not. Okay, this is fun. You're gonna like this one. The Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz. Sorry, that one's easy. God. If he rebounds, then because the guy was an MVP. The guy was an MVP level player two years ago. I'm saying Darius Leonard. Oh my god. No, 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 no. I'm changing that. I'm saying okay. Frank. I'm I'm saying Frank Reich because I believe that's the sole reason why Carson Wentz came to Indianapolis. Uh, let me reword that. Sole reason why Indianapolis pursued and traded for Carson yes. Wentz. And if their relationship was as important as everyone thought it was when Carson Wentz made that MVP run in 2017, then Frank Reich should be a major factor on Carson Wentz's production this year. Absolutely. Glad I caught up to that one. Uh, okay. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you have anyone else besides Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. Uh, okay. I mean, urban Meyer is urban Meyer's big too. Yeah. It, it, you're going to see if urban Meyer can coach NFL football, but that team is going to live and die by Trevor Lawrence this year. Yep. Uh, Kansas city. You saying anyone else besides Mahomes? No, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. See, those are the two obvious ones. I, I, outlined. Yeah, those, those ones are, those ones are, are, are really easy. You're right. Yeah, because we said before this segment even started, said obvious ones like Mahomes and uh, Lawrence. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm going to say. Not even, I'm not even sure about my answer. Okay. I'm going to say Henry Ruggs. 
Oh, good one. They, they need an explosive offensive playmaker that can make Derek Carr look really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Ruggs because he had an uber-disappointing rookie year. Henry Ruggs should be Tyreek Hill. And I think he can be. I think he can be, too. He is – that dude is a cheetah. Yeah. All right. Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Brandon Staley. That's a really good one. Their head coach – listen – in order for them to be successful, they need an improvement in coaching. Um, it was time for Anthony Lynn to go. They had fallen apart in way too many big situations. Um, if Brandon Staley can sort of ca- change the culture there, give him a little bit more of a winning mentality, teach him how to win a little bit, then yeah. then they're, I, I mean, their ceiling is Super Bowl. And so, been, listen, Brandon Staley is coming from the Rams, so he knows what w- a winning culture is looks like right he's seen and, a strong play coach yeah I mean, and i'm not i wasn't gonna say herbert because we already know what herbert is it's not like saying like oh if he can be great then they're gonna be great it's like no we great. know he we know yeah. he is great we already know that so I, I think it's it's very heavily reliant on the chargers all right miami dolphins tua yeah it, i'm saying Tua as well I, it, like it, it's i'm sorry like it, it I, I know we keep going back to the quarterback Breaking and, our own rules. I know we're breaking the own uh, our own rules, but what else? I mean, it, Tua is huge for Miami this year. No, you're uh, you're right. right. Make, like if Tua, if they whiff on Tua, then their whole plan is ruined. Right? Like it's it's done. Yeah, it's got to be Tua. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, New England Patriots. Oh boy, um, that's a toughie. Yeah. That's a toughie. Um, it's got to be somebody on the offensive side because I know their defense is going to be competitive. Their mm-hmm. defense is always competitive, and as long as Bill Belichick is there, it always will be. Um, yeah. God, I hate to do it again. Quarterback, I'm going to go Mac Jones because, again, if, if I think Mac Jones plays and he plays early, if they get Cam Newton out of there and they can get Mac Jones to get the ball out quickly, the Patriots are going to be fine. I agree. Uh, teams like New England, not, you can't really do anything different. All right, the Jets. Not to kill Harry, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. The Jets. Well, I mean, I could say Zach Wilson, but you know what? I think it's establishing a culture is the most important thing that you can do in New York right now. Robert Sala is clearly, I think, the guy. Yeah, same. Okay, just let him be the Northwestern strength and conditioning coach and just light a fire under everyone's butt. Yeah. Okay. Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, the Steelers. That's tough. Um, Cause I, I really don't want to say big Ben. I, I think Najee Harris is going to have a big part in their success. Cause mm-hmm. again, those rookie running backs, they know how to get it done in the NFL for some reason. It's just, it, they see holes in the NFL. So, it, again, if they can control time of possession and take some pressure off of Big Ben and his arm, then I think Najee Harris is is really valuable to them right now. Yeah, I'm saying T.J. Watt. Bud Dupree is gone. He's going to have to pick up a lot of the slack. A lot of the uh, slack, and he already did. Yeah, and he already did, and I'm, I'm picking him for my depoy this year. I, I'm saying T.J. Watt. All right, uh, last one, Tennessee Titans. This is the last one, really? Yeah. Wow. Whew. Yeah, we, re- we motored right. through. Wow. Um, you know, this is, this is tough, but I am going to say, oh, I hate to do it again. Really? Realistic. Well, really? Realistically, I'd like to say it's their new offensive coordinator. I don't know who it is though. So, because, so I am going to say Ryan Tannehill, but it, it, it's primarily predicated on them losing Arthur Smith, them having a new offensive play caller, a new offensive system coming in. If they can pick up where they left off, Ryan Tannehill keeps getting better. Derrick Henry still dominates the NFL the way he does. I'll say Ryan Tannehill, but what I really mean is the Titans offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying it's Mike Vrabel because I'm trying to think right now whether or not – he benefits from having AJ Brown and Derrick Henry and 
previously Corey Davis, and now you're replacing with Julio Jones. Is he a great coach that made this group great, or was he a good coach that benefited for having a great group? So I'm saying Mike Vrabel. All right, that's a good one. Really quick, we have like 25 seconds. Count how many quarterbacks I had. Out of all 32 teams, how many quarterbacks did I say? You said Sam Darnold, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford, Jameis Winston, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Drew Locke, Carson Wentz, so that's 10, Lawrence Mahomes. Okay, we got to go. We're not going to make it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.